If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. The Thrivehood Podcast is a useful resource for boys and young men who want to thrive as they mature into manhood. I'll be your host, Tim Williams, and welcome to the Thrivehood Podcast. Yes, boys and girls, it is the top of the hour, and it's time for the Thrivehood Podcast. I actually said girls, I guess. This is more for boys. I have found out, though, that there are girls and parents and single moms and dads and a host of people that are listening to this podcast, so I am encouraged. And speaking of that, would you subscribe to these podcast episodes, please? Would you download them? Would you tell others about what it is I'm trying to accomplish here? And that would be much appreciated. So... Last week, I created a episode on interviews. So this week, we will pick up where we left off last time, and we'll move into the actual interviewing stage itself. And let me say this. I want to clarify something. I was flipping out a little bit because I thought in in the last episode, I made the statement that you shouldn't have any body piercings or tattoos while you're in the midst of an interview. And I had to go back and listen to clarify, and I'm I'm glad I did. I want to make sure that you heard that correctly. I actually said that you should have no visible body piercings or tattoos. So just, again, as you're going to an interview, I wouldn't broadcast that. I wouldn't put, you know, have that on a big billboard and be able to see. You are up against a lot of competition as you're moving forward. And I'm not here to, to, I'm not slamming you, not coming down on you, uh, not trying to tell you how to live your life. This, this again, this, these episodes are simply for you to take back and apply if you want to, or if you don't want to. But again, as it relates to this subject matter, you're wanting to put your best foot forward, the most professional look that you can. And, and I get it. I understand, you know, every generation has its, you know, has its things, it's, it's fads. And I get all that. I understand that. So I want to, wanted to clarify that. So let's jump into the subject today of when you begin to move into the actual interview process itself. So the first thing is you're getting ready. Let's say that you're at the office, you're at the location where you're wanting to get this job and you're getting ready to go in for the interview. Here are some quick don'ts and do's or do's and don'ts. I wouldn't have a cell phone with you. As a matter of fact, I wouldn't even bring it in with you. I would leave it in your car or with, you know, your mom or parents or guardian or whoever you're with, you don't want any distraction. You want zero distractions. I have heard in a few occasions where people will go in, adults, we're not, you know, here, I'm, I'm talking to you guys, you know, you young guys out here, but adults that will go into interviews and the phone will buzz or the phone will ring or it'll, even though they have it on silent, the vibrating mechanism goes off in their purse or they're in their, you know, in their coat pocket. 
And the interviewer's like, uh, do you want to get that? <laughs> so you don't want a cell phone, okay? No chewing gum, guys. We don't want to be, you know, mumbling our words. No foul language, okay? Keep your, keep your swear words to yourself. You can do all that at, at another appropriate time. But in this particular case, you keep the profanity completely out, all right? And you, and by the way, I, I, this may be petty, but if someone offers you a drink, you know, if you go into an interview and they're wanting to offer you, hey, would you like a, a water or something? Don't take it. Don't accept it. I, I know you're thinking, well, what has that got to do anything? Look, you're not there to take anything. You're, you're trying to give them everything you can to tell them that you're worthy of their hire, so to speak. Uh, and and you, you could spill the water, you could gag on it, who knows, right? You could drop the water bottle. There's just, there's a possibility of errors that could take place. Don't accept anything. Again, you're not there for them to give you something. You just tell them you're fine and you're good. I would also be careful not talking over the interviewer. Don't get too excited or too proactive. There is some, and I think I spoke on this before, but there's something called active listening, and you need to be active listening. Rather than thinking about what you're getting ready to say, which I know is hard to do, you need to truly listen to what the interviewer is saying and the subject, whatever they're speaking on. Let them finish. Let them complete their sentence. Take your, take a, a few seconds to think before you respond, okay? There's nothing wrong with that. You also don't want to be too casual. So, you know, on one instance, you can be too aggressive and, and over talking over the interviewer, but you can also be so laid back and casual that they're wondering if you're, you know, awake for the interview. So you've got to find a nice balance there. Uh, some do's. You need to say, yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. I would smile. I know that sounds crazy, but I've, I've seen it many times before. There's no smile. There's no action. There's no excitement. There's no interest. You know, you need to act like you're alive. You need to act like you're interested and, and, and be respectful. Again, be respectful every way in any way that you can in the, in the middle of that situation. So let's sort of jump into, as you are getting ready to go into the interview, you want a good firm handshake. You want to look them in the eye. You want to stand up and, and walk straight and walk uprightly and and, you know, show them that you are, you know, quality young man walking in there. You know, you have a little bit of a confidence and an air about you, a self-confidence about you as you're walking into the interview. And again, being respectful. So as we get into the interview process, I want to tell you something that I don't know if a lot of you know, but this, this is your time to shine and you won't, you won't always get this, but a good interviewer will not talk a lot. A good interviewer will be, you should be talking more than the interviewer uh, themselves. That's not always the case. A lot of times you're going to walk into a situation and the interviewer doesn't really do a good job of interviewing. They don't do that well. They're talking more about the position than say, do you want it? You know, that's fine. You just got to sort of be a you got to sort of mold to the situation and, and adjust accordingly. But if it's a good interviewer, expect to talk a lot. It's okay. It's okay for you to talk and to give them information uh, that's, that is directly related to the job or your qualifications. So be aware of that. Here are, and I think last episode I said pull up some questions, some standard questions. Well, here's some for you to think about. 
and we'll just sort of run through these. Tell me a little bit about yourself. I wouldn't spend a lot of time on you personally. Well, my name is John, and I live out in the on a farm, and I help my dad with you know farm chores, and I, I like playing Xbox and you know going out with my girlfriend, and I like eating at you know whatever X Y Z restaurant. No, they're they're asking a little bit about that, but they're also wanting to primarily know about your history, whatever work history you have. Maybe it's minimal, but again, maybe you can speak to a few things you've done around the house or helped your dad or your grandpa or friend or somebody and you know so you can speak to your activities you know you so again speak to your strengths and your weaknesses that sort of thing uh you may they may ask you you know why are you looking for a job why you know fire job why do you want to work here do you have reliable transportation that's a good question for a young person because they need to know that you're going to get to work on time and you'll be there and you'll be consistent why do you want this job? Why do you want to work for us? How did you hear about this job? Uh, elaborate on something listed on your resume. If you hand a resume, they may want you to talk a little bit about it. Why should we hire you? Uh, how do you handle stress? What are some of your hobbies? What hours can you work? We touched on that last time. What is your dream job? Uh, what salary requirements do you have? What questions do you have for me? Those are just a few general questions. Again, as I mentioned, I want to reiterate, man, practice, 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 practice. Oh my gosh, I can't, I can't stress that enough. Spend enormous amount of time practicing where you get your ideas down and your thoughts and you'll be able to respond to most questions. So in that process of those, some of those questions, there is something that I came across that I thought was really great. And I want to share this with you. I was doing a little bit of research on this. And again, I've always, as I always tell you guys, I am not the expert here. I'm not a subject matter expert. I'm just giving you some pointers. You can always dive into this and get into the weeds through internet or using the library or, you know, number of resources. But there is a method that you can use called the STAR method, S-T-A-R method, as it relates to past experiences. And I thought this was excellent. I actually have, I sort of wish I'd have known this myself because this is fantastic. And before I tell you this, here's what I want to say. If you're going to be looking for a job in the near future, find an opportunity for you to be able to present a good story like the one I'm getting ready to present to you so that you'll have something that you can share for an employer. Okay, this is crucial. Start thinking forward, thinking strategic living, as, as I like to say. If I'm going to be having to share a little bit about my resume or an experience that I had, I need to have an experience, right? So you want to have an experience and something you can speak to. So as it relates to this situation, if you are asked, can you tell me a little bit about your resume or tell me about a success story or tell me about a time when you were, you know, you, there was a, a challenge and you overcame it. Those could be some questions that could be brought up in the interview. And this is a great strategy. So if we use the STAR effect, it's an acronym which represents situation, task, action, and uh, result. So in the first set, or actually the first stage would be a situation. And the situation is you're covering a story that highlights some type of accomplish, accomplishment that you did as it relates to you know, a, a sport or an activity or maybe a volunteer scenario, or maybe you actually have been doing some 
small jobs. I mean, you have a little lawn care business on the side and you're you know, ready to kind of get out and do something else. I- any kind of, of story that highlights an accomplishment. So what I'm going to do in this particular case, we're going to use maybe a opportunity where maybe you were in a football game. Okay. We'll, we'll sort of use that as an example. And what you're doing is you're telling the listener uh, when the event took place and the context of the story. So you could start off with something like this. You could say, well, our team was down four points. It was the final play of the game, and we had to score in order to win or our season would be over. So you've sort of set the context of the story and explained the situation and the dire need to get, you know, six points at least. Next would come the task, and that is, what was your role in that situation? You could say, well, my job is to be the lead blocker for the running back, and in order for the play to work correctly that was called, it relied heavily on me to execute my specific assignment. So now you're telling him, hey, now here's what I had to do in order for us to try to get six points on the board, okay? And this was my role. Then the action which is what you did. What did you do? This was your responsibility. So what did you do with that responsibility at that moment? Then you could say something like the defender on the opposing team, man, he had my number all night long and he was just a tough guy to block. So I decided when the play was called to make a slight adjustment in the way that I had been blocking him all night and I was able to catch him off guard. That's fantastic. You know, that's great. Well, Ultimately, and finally, what was the result of that? What, what did your actions lead to? Well, then you could say, and then ultimately I was able to knock the lineman off his balance and down he went. That opened up a gaping hole in our, for our running back to run through. And as a result, he ran it in for a touchdown and we won the game. So there is a great example if you're ever asked to sort of expound on an, a situation that you came across that you had to overcome. Excellent, excellent process. Again, I wish I could have known this. That that would have helped me tremendously. And so let's say we're sort of we're getting towards the end of the interview and all the questions have been asked. Here are some great follow-up questions for you. I would strongly recommend asking a few follow-up questions. I think it's important. I think it lets them know that you have been thinking, okay? It lets them know that uh, you're, you're just, you know, it's not sitting there and have nothing to say. You're, you're wanting to communicate and interact and have exchange. And I think that helps and it bodes well for you. So here's, here's some questions. Well, what would my responsibilities look like? Or what does this job normally entail as far as responsibilities? What does a typical day in this job look like? What kind of opportunities for advancements are there? I, I, I sort of, teetered on whether or not that was worth discussing because, you know, if this is your first job, I don't know that that's primarily of importance right now, but you know, if if you can't come up with anything else, or maybe they've touched on that, maybe they've touched about advancement or opportunities. Maybe you could say, could you tell me a little bit more, expound on that? If I were to get this job, you were saying in six months, other opportunities, well, what, what does that look like? You could, you could, you could go down that road. Uh, Is there anything that I've said that you need me to clarify. Is there anything about this interview that would keep me from getting this job? And then when do you plan to make a decision? When are you planning to hire? I 
strongly out of all of those follow-up questions, I strongly suggest using the two that I mentioned just a second ago. Is there anything I've said that you need me to clarify? That is a golden question. Because if there's something that they've didn't understand or didn't sound right or they're scratching their head as a result of your response, you've just given them the opportunity to correct that. And so they can't really say after the interview's over, well, God, I didn't quite understand what that guy was saying about this or when he made that comment. You just gave them the opportunity for clarification. So if they don't take that and they still have got questions, well, that's on them. You've opened up the door to allow them to correct that. And the other one, which I think is a big follow-up question, and I use this quite regularly, is that is there anything about this interview that would keep me from getting this job? More than once have I had interviewers say, no, no, there isn't anything here. So you're telling me there's a chance, <laughs> right? You're telling me I got a chance here. And it, it in a way, in a small way, it puts the interviewer on the defense. Most of the time they're on the offense. But that question really it really is a great question. A lot of interviewers don't expect it. Most people don't realize that question's coming and they don't know how to handle it. And what does that do? That shows, again, that you are coherent, that you've, you're knowledgeable, you've, you're doing your homework as far as interviews. And wow, what a great way to position yourself. You know, I've loved that. I love that uh, question. So I would use that. And then finally, as we wrap up, make sure you get a the name of the in, the interviewer first and last name their address send a handwritten note send not an email don't make a phone call send a handwritten note a thank you card post not a post note but a you know a little you know 5 by 5 or 3 by 3 card with with a flip cover on it, it says thanks a lot of them, a lot of them you can get that are that'll say thank you on the front you know you flip it open right just two sentences thanks Appreciate the opportunity. I look forward to hearing from you soon. And if you have any further questions that I could clarify, let me know. You know, fantastic. That's that goes a long way. And follow up. It, and, and you could even ask in the interview. And I didn't even mention this since one of the questions. You could say, "Well, would it be appropriate for me to follow up in a week or two weeks or five days?" You can ask that. Are you sure? Sure, you can ask that and let them let, let them answer that and see what they say. So there is just a brief, again, layout of the interview process. It, it could go exactly like I just read, and it could go completely wonky outside of everything I just said. But at least you have a general idea of how the, the process should work. A few final thoughts here. Have realistic expectations about your salary, okay? Don't know what you're expecting. But it is your first job. You're getting your foot in the door. Don't be too worried about that. You get in there and show them that you're worth more than they're paying you. That's how you get your money. That's how you get your raises. Okay. Do your research. Ask your friends and family. Get a feel for the standard wage if you can. And, and again, don't be surprised if it becomes a if it's a minimum wage sort of thing. Okay. If, if you know what the going rate is, it sort of helps you as, uh, set expectations. You can even ask friends if they're out and and in the workforce already and doing some things. And then lastly, I think I already said this, but just to make sure, feel free to follow up and find out what the ultimate decision has been made and go from there. 
Let me share this. I know this is a longer episode than normal, but I want to share something as it relates to this. This is a good opportunity for me to share an experience that, that I had, and man, it taught me something so valuable. This was years and years and years ago, and there was a job, a position that, that came open, and back then it was in the newspaper, so this has been a while, and I loved what the job entailed. I was excited about it. I had, I had real strong interest in it, and I applied. And I didn't really hear anything. And the, the ad in the newspaper went away. So I thought, it looks to me like they hired somebody already. And okay, that job's filled. But I thought to myself, and this was a test, a little bit more of a test. I thought, how many resumes do I need to send in before I get this job? I'm just curious. So I started sending resumes in. About every three to four months, maybe a half year, I would send in a resume and I would have a nice cover letter, just say, hey, look, you know, I love your organization. I love what you do. I've been following you for years. I did a lot of my own research, you know, and followed up and found out a little bit more about them and said, I want to be a part of your organization. And I have real interest in this specific area. And fellas, it was almost two years Okay, almost two years as I continued on a cycle of about three to four resumes a year of sending it and sending it and sending it and sending it. About a year, well, I said two years, about a year and a half after doing that, I receive a phone call from this organization. There is a position that's open up in the immediate area that I lived and they wanted to interview me. When I got to the interview, I walked in, shook hands, and sat down, and the individual, the fellow that was going to be, he was the director of the, of the region. This was a sales position that I would go out and, and do sales work. We sat down, shook hands, we sat down, and the first thing the guy said is, he said, do you know why you're here? <laughs> I said, well, I hope it's to get a job. That's what I'm, you know, that's why I'm here. He said, you're here because of your tenacity. You're here because you sent us so many resumes that we just thought at the very least we owe this guy an opportunity to sit down and have a face-to-face with him. Now, unfortunately, I didn't get the job. And to be very truthful about it, I wasn't that interested by the time that came around. I had some other avenues that I were pursuing and some other openings and job opportunities that were taking place, and my career was headed in a different path. So to be completely honest, I probably didn't give it my all in my interview but I didn't really have a need for it because what I was wanting to find out was, could it really make a difference if I was consistent and persistent and just continued to hammer away to see if I ever could get through and break through? The answer is yes, guys. So as I close, don't give up, okay? If there is an opportunity, a job or a company or a career or something that you're looking forward to, while I don't know that everything we dream about ever comes true, what I can say and what I can tell you from from personal experience is that if you pursue something and are consistent with it, there is a good chance that something could come out of it. But make sure it's something that you want. Make sure it's something that you really desire. So hope that helped you out, guys, and we are going to be looking forward in the next coming weeks. I am hoping 
that we're going to start breaking these episodes up a little bit. I want to be sharing a little more on some other subject matters, and I'm trying to start lining up some guests and some people we can interview, and I'm going to shake up some of the episodes a little bit here and there and put a little more spice into it as I'm getting more of these under my belt. So continue to listen in. I think you're really going to enjoy it. And guys, as I always say, stay strong. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.